0: Welcome back. Uh, it's uh, twenty nine minutes after nine. You're with Ismail Achrin. Uh, I'm. Um, it's uh, your WhatsApp. It's <laughs> your okay talk. You can call us at oh two one four four six oh five six seven. Drop us a WhatsApp message at oh seven two five six seven one five six seven. We want to hear from you. This is your show. Um, we have uh, one of the, the 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 things that most parents are familiar with. At the moment is the shall we or shall we not send our children to school? Now, there are very many different views on this. I uh, today wrote a column which will be published on Tuesday, which contests um, the, an economist says uh, sh- showed the data from Europe and says that in Europe children aren't infected as much as don't get inf- infected as much as, as adults and based on the data from Europe um, he demanded that schools in South Africa be opened um, so I went ahead and said well uh, two things I won't go into the details two things one for about 20 years um, well uh, just I should just put this in context also I'm a uh, I have a doctorate in political economy and I work at the World Bank and uh, <clears throat> I've taught economics but one of the things we always uh, we try to tell the IMF in, uh, 20 years ago is a cookie cutter approach to public policy making won't help. So what will work in, let's say, Helsinki, Helsinki, Finland, might not work in Grahamstown. Um, so that approach doesn't work. And also, you can't. There is no harmony of interest. There are no schools in Germany with pit latrines there are no informal settlements in amsterdam where hundreds of thousands of people live in squatter communities so it is difficult to take make policy for south africa based on european examples that's all i'm saying for that but it's as part of our theme uh, that is starting to emerge uh, our next our next guest is uh, Andrew Rubero, who's a cybersecurity specialist at ESET South Africa. And as parents, we don't want our children to enter the world of social media before they are ready for it. Because as we know at the moment, uh, you know, our children are doing uh, much of their schoolwork online. And, 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 and so here, so, you know, I wanted to talk to Andrew about some of the key things children should know before they make their first foray into social networks. Good evening, Andrew.
1: Good evening, Kirshma. How are you?
0: Very well indeed. How, just, uh, you're with ESET cybersecurity specialists. I am indeed. Could you give us a, an overview of what uh, ESET are and, and what it is that you do?
1: Uh, so I'm an account manager for South Africa, for ESET South Africa. We're a global organization. Uh, we look after 110 million users worldwide, and we have various software which we uh, sell to the wider market uh, to promote as well as uh, endorse cyber security. Um, we've been working here in South Africa for the past 14 years, and we're growing strength to strength. And, uh, yeah, I've got the privilege of looking after all our ESET partners in South Africa.
0: And what are the... What are the main things that our children should know before they make their first foray into social media, bearing in mind that they should be getting these instructions from their parents?
1: Well, I think what's more important is I would like to try and paint a picture of what the sort of um, outlook is here in South Africa before we begin that. Mm. You know, in today's reality in South Africa, there are probably more children who are online on a regular basis than their parents. Wow. And children are probably more adept at finding what they want to see and engage with online than their parents.
0: That's absolutely a um, universal you know, it's a yeah. universal sort of trend.
1: Yeah, look, the internet's becoming um, you know, beginning to have significant impact on all societies in new and dynamic ways. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, recent global statistics suggest that one in three internet users is actually a child. Good grief. So that proportion of internet users is probably more likely in higher developing countries. Right. And um, you know, findings that uh, were undertaken uh, in both urban and rural areas here in South Africa is that with children between the ages of 9 to 17, 70% had access to the internet and only 30% didn't. So and it was older children that used it more than younger children, of that 70%, approximately 50% had free access that the other half only had when they were available, to, you know, when they were able to afford data. And then of that 30%, you know, they did not because their parents simply didn't allow them to use the Internet. So a very small percentage.
0: So Um, one in three, that is frightening.
1: Yeah, Uh, it's it's becoming a hell of a lot more popular. You must realize also that um, with the advent, as you said earlier, with people working from home due to COVID, those statistics are now growing at a, a large proportional rate. Um, and um, the main areas of activity we found was that it was WhatsApp, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, Only 40% of their profiles were set to private, and 25% said that they would only accept the contact if they knew them very well, which is not very high, is it?
0: Wow. I'm actually gobsmacked by this, but how do you make your children's transition to a more adult-centric social network as safe and as smooth as possible?
1: Uh, that's a very good question. I think the, um, more, the serious problem with that is that you need to understand and uh, get children to understand the facts. They themselves are the ones, because they're using it more than their parents, are the ones that could get into serious trouble. So, for example, they may make a statement online about something or someone else,
0: mm. like
1: something on Facebook or download a malicious file they're the ones that maybe even in the future if they're, you know, teenagers, that might be looking for employment. Right. And so they're associating themselves with something that a future employer might scrutinize. You know, in other words, an individual's personal profile is open to scrutiny.
0: Absolutely. So
1: how you project yourself online is important as well. And, um, you know, know, parents themselves, you know, I'm... I must admit, the, um, there's no rule book that you can, as a parent, instill in your children except good boundaries. Yeah. Um, you know, There's no strict rules or behavior that you yourself, as a parent, you know, can can offer your child except what you think you know is best. Yeah. And so it's up to parents to decide what is best for their children and to take discretion at all times. So have hard conversations with your children so they know how to understand the risks or crimes if they are caught. Trying to ensure that you can supervise any activity if at all possible. Um, parents themselves should take ownership. And my suggestion would be to look at web-blocking features built into your cybersecurity software or upgrade to a software that includes it. Things like purchasing parental control software and installing it on your computer. And if you don't know how to use it, speak to a computer technician. Yeah. There are more yeah. people working from home because of COVID. So this, I suggest buying cybersecurity software as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, there this is, you know, I, I, we don't have to discuss this, but I'm, um, in, uh, part of my interest in, in artificial intelligence and, uh, ICT in general, where I'm involved in a, dis- a global discussion on, on who owns your data and wh- whether, uh, l- let me use myself, whether I have a right to own my data for, uh, you know, cause right now, Google, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, they own my data. And how does one get to own one's data, which is, as I said, a separate question. But Indeed. the point you're making is, is actually can be lethal. Uh, lethal is, is not the right word, but the point is everything that children do online can come back and haunt them when they start going to schools, when they start playing other jobs.
1: Can I, can I let you now? may I let you into a little bit more about um, what some of the research has found?
0: Please do, please do.
1: We've got here one in four participants had been bothered by something in the past year. One in three had been exposed to hate speech or gory images. One in five had been treated in a harmful or nasty way. 41% said that they had his contact with a stranger at least once on the Internet. And this was a, a paper that was published by Global Kids Online. You can go to it. It's also It was a research paper that was published by the Center for Justice and Crime Prevention here in Cape Town. Right. And Global Kids Online is there. And what's really scary is that 41% said they had, had uh, contact with a stranger, at least once on the internet, which I said, but also 51% reported that they had seen sexual images online. And of those, one in three had received sexual messages. So we are looking at um, them being not as vulnerable and open to, to um, manipulation, but um, 19% had open messages of people having sex that they did not want.
0: This is, you know, the, so so there is there is there is sexually explicit uh, stuff that they can see. There, you know, there are all sorts of. But then there's also online bullying.
1: That is correct. That's very. good That's a very good observation. I think what's even more uh, important to mention about all of these statistics is that 86% of the 900 children. Both in rural and urban areas which were interviewed, 86% of parents did not think that something would bother their children in
0: the coming months. Oh. I have a family member, um, who, he has, um, two teenage daughters. Um, he's, he, he, he's, he's in, in IT and he has, he's giving both his, his children, all three of them actually, smartphones, but he's said it in such a way that, at the end of the night, at the end of the day, they hand their phones to him, and he can see everywhere they've been, everything they've seen, and everything they've deleted. Yes, I find yes. you know I was I I didn't realize, you know I'm sure I can't do it because you know I just don't have the skills. But he's an IT guy, and, and so so it is possible to do that.
1: Yes, it is. So um, I, I don't know if I should speak about um, what we do, but as I mentioned before, uh, we have parental control features. We have uh, web blocking features as well built into our software. Um, you know, if you don't know how to use it, we've got technicians that you can contact to help advise what to do. And as I say, more people are using cyber um, More people using oh. remote uh, computing, our computers remotely at home. Yeah. So, so, because of COVID. So, yeah, you know, but I suggest, I suggest buying cybersecurity software as soon as possible that's got this built into it.
0: How do you explain to a child? Uh, this is a rhetorical question. How do you explain to a child that the internet doesn't forget?
1: That the internet?
0: Does not forget.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally understand your rationale behind that.
0: You know, I mean, just today, just yesterday or today, uh, Donald Trump um, deleted very hastily. Uh, his praise, or he's retweeting a white nationalist, um, someone shouting, shouting white power, and uh, he did either deleted it or he changed it, but somebody had already captured it.
1: Yes. So, so the Internet course, doesn't forget. Yes. Yes, and of course there's also so much false information out there. You know, children could formulate an opinion of, of something, and I think what's worse is that um, you could, as I said before, be – be open to formulate an opinion and even if it comes down to employment you've got a large percentage of people in south africa unemployed and if you were found to have a certain opinion of, of a you know a, a group that excluded people or tainted people in a wrong way and you were part of that mm. um, even as an example you could be put up to scrutiny and not get the job because of that so mm. are externalities, there is a lot out there that you need to be careful of. Right. And I think also, more importantly, there's, a, there's, a, there's no rule to being a parent in terms of what you tell your children. Every parent knows best what, what what is best for their children. Right. Um, but, you know, try and keep more of a supervision of, of what there is out there. Right. The software does allow you to um, look into those uh, characteristics of what right. is what the child is doing online um, and to prevent it from
0: happening. Andrew, I just, I have someone, I have a, a voice message on the line that, that I'd like to play you uh, for, your, for your comment, but I just want to ro- remind our listeners that we're, we're, we have a guest, uh, Andrew Rubiro, a cyber security specialist at ESET South Africa, about what parents should teach their kids before they join social media platforms. But uh, let's listen to this voice note first.
1: Good evening, Ismail. My name is Frederick. I'm a professional hacker. It is my job to hack into systems to determine how good their cybersecurity is. Maybe your guests can elaborate on that. That's their business. My business is easy to hack into systems. I get paid to hack. Frederick Strand.
0: Thanks very much, Frederick, for that. I... (laughs) I'm a bit speechless, but Andrew, do you? Yeah.
1: Well, the 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 the, the, uh, the meeting that we're having today is more about parents and, and children rather than hacking.
0: Right.
1: Um, you know, I, I'm not a professional hacker. I defend the uh, resellers as well as the end clients from people like him. So uh, you know, this is you know in contestation with what we were talking about now, but. Right. Um, my, my opinion would be um, we are a global organization. We defend and look after 110 million people worldwide. We are now uh, we've teamed up with Google. So try get through to Google's infrastructure. They teamed up with us that must tell you something. So we protect the security and all of the Google Play Store applications now. Um, And I think that just shows you the level of confidence in um, people, you know, uh, the big companies, big uh, multinational companies Mm -hmm. in the infrastructure, cybersecurity infrastructure, and how it um, can protect the individual. And in context of this, um, how it can protect the child as well as the Mm -hmm. parents involving what's out there on the Internet.
0: Andrew, I I have a a question, but let me make a statement first, uh, and you can, you know, tell me if the statement's true or not. I have a sense that, uh, in let's say five years from now, all phones will be smartphones. So that's my, my statement, which is just uh, something I say without knowing facts. But no, my question, my question is, um, how do you, at what age should kids be on you know be allowed access online so if you get your child a phone as a way to stay in touch with them to know what time they have to be picked up from places they will invariably get a smartphone so at what point at what age do you allow then your children to get a, a smartphone. I, I mean, there really is no. It's it's as you said. It's up to the parent. But do you see what I'm trying to 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 say here? You know, if it was just a well, phone, yeah, like well, the old. I
1: think. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think. Let me, let me try and answer your question as best as possible. Um. Again, another study was conducted between um urban and rural yeah. in different countries. Here in South Africa and in Cape Town, and another in Kenya, in a rural community in Kenya. Mm-hmm. I have an niece and a nephew. They've both been given tablets, and on those tablets are fantastic intellectually intellectually, intellectually stimulating um, games and applications that they can use for cognitive uh, you know, development. Mm-hmm. And in both cases, the tablets were simply donated to it, an organization in Kenya, and these children ranged between the ages of three to seven in Kenya as well as in Cape Town, and both Studies indicated that it didn't matter how old the child was, whether it was three, four, five, six, seven, both still were able to use the same applications and games in the same manner, in the same um, way of being able to stimulate their minds' cognitively. And um, you know, those organisations that did it didn't mind them using it. But again, it's up to the parents to decide and it's to their discretion what they want their children to speak going back to some of the the facts 30 percent of the um, children that were not allowed to go on to the internet were because their parents simply did not allow them to do so
0: That's,
1: you know. so again you can talk about culture ethnicity religion um, there are a lot of uh, dynamics to that particular answer, and um, you know we would be here all day. Right. But in, in saying that, you, you'd need to look at it as an isolated case. Right. And and, and, and it's, again, it's it's, 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 the, it's the background of the parents and, and, and their, 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 their belief structure, and and moral ethics, etc., and what they want to instill in their children. And in my opinion, I wouldn't let my child use um, any online activity until at least they were past the seven-year developmental
0: stage seven years i was thinking yeah. 12, 12 but that's just me yeah, no, seven
1: <laughs> years in terms of development yeah but then again i would have cyber yeah. security infrastructure yeah. in place for them not to, to be able to go into andrew
0: you know this has been fascinating and i and, and i i know that i can talk about this for, forever with you but i just before we let you go is there a way that uh, you want people can get hold of you
1: Uh, Thank you for the opportunity, if you don't mind. Yes, so we're based in Cape Town. We uh, service all the resellers um, nationally that that are partners with ESET. Please simply give us a call, 021-659-2000, and we would be honored to be able to help you with um, getting this particular aspect of cyber security in place.
0: Andrew Rubiro, thank you for joining us.